I'm Brian. And I'm Brian. And this is Brian versus Brian, episode 47. Today we'll be talking about Dragon, the Bruce Lee story. Uh, pretty awesome film, one of my favorites from childhood. Uh, uh, Brian had not seen it yet, so he'll be coming into this fresh, and I'll be coming into this with my rose-tinted glasses, and we'll see how that works for us. Uh, this came out in 1993. Yes, 1993. Uh, good ass year. Jurassic Park got a lot of stuff mm -hmm. coming in 1993. Mm -hmm. uh, who was this directed by? Rob Cohen. You may <laughs> know him Fast from and Furious. <laughs> Fast and Furious. Like I think he did like Triple X. Mm -hmm. uh, so I think he kind of peaked on this. I think this movie's really good. But I don't really enjoy many of his other ones. The first Fast and the Furious was decent. And, you know, the first one yeah. before they went fucking off the rails. That one was pretty good. Uh, but other than that, I'd still say this is probably his best film. All right. So 1993, uh, loosely based off the book written by his wife, uh, Bruce Lee, the man only I knew. And she was like a consultant on the on the movie. Um, got pretty positive reviews when it released. Uh People, it seemed to be that most people's problem with it is the liberties it takes with the story of Bruce Lee. Uh, I don't really have any trouble with that because, you know, Bruce Lee was kind of bigger than life person. So the movie does some dramatic stuff. Some things they do, I don't really understand why they would do it. It doesn't change anything or make it better. Uh, and we'll get into those in a, in a minute here. But overall, I wasn't too concerned. Uh, so, you this is your first time watching it. Mm -hmm. You want to kind of walk us through the kind of the plot of the film, and maybe I can jump in with some things that were changed about his life, or maybe if you know some, you can you can pop those into. Yeah, you may have to help me too because I, I actually watched this Thursday. Typically, when we when we do these things, I usually watch it the night before, so I'm a little more fresh. But I had to go camping this weekend, so it's not as fresh in my mind as normally I typically would. So please help me if I'm if I get yeah. too off the path. But um, so it starts as Bruce Lee as a young boy um, who's training in martial arts. I guess it sounds like or looks like his dad kind of gets him set up with um with a martial arts trainer. I don't know if it, I'm assuming it's kung fu, but I don't know too much about martial arts. But Wing Chun Master Wing Chun. It Man. Very famous. I figured that was the master. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's had, he's got his own movies now with the what's his name playing him. Is it Dan? Donnie Yen. Donnie Yen. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then just like I said, the Three Ninjas movie. You know, you're off to a good start when the first five minutes is a fucking training montage because you get one of those like Lion King, Simba, you know, montages yeah. where he's, he's doing the the hand training. And the music thing. is like do 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 do. Like the like soundtrack is really good. I like the, the score mm -hmm. on this thing. I can't remember if it was Danny Elfman or uh, somebody, but that, yeah, this, the score is really good for all of it too. Oh, actually, I need to rewind. So that's kind of um, how the movie Randy -ish. Edelman. Sorry, Randy Edelman, not Danny Elfman. <laughs> <laughs> if it ain't fucking John Williams, it's Danny Elfman. It's anyway. <laughs> um, but the movie actually, this is actually important. I forgot about this, but the movie actually opens with a dream sequence where mm -hmm. uh, Bruce's dad has a dream um, where Bruce is getting attacked by a demon. Yeah. Um, and he wakes up and he kind of checks on Bruce and he puts some objects on the windowsill or three objects, if I remember right. Anyways, um, yeah, so Bruce 
trains and Wang Chung as uh, a montage of him training with his with his trainer, and he gets older. Um, and then I think the next time you see him, he gets into a fight with a couple sailors at a at a ballroom uh, festival. I don't know, and like a cha cha dance off. Yeah. <clears throat> Um, and that's when you see kind of Bruce as like a young, a young buck. I'm assuming he's probably in his late teens or early twenties, maybe, but, um, so yeah, he gets in the kind of an over, over the top, uh, fight scene. That's kind of where you, you we get our first fight scene, a first kind of look at Jason Scott Lee. Is that his name? Or Jason Lee Scott? Jason Scott Lee. Jason Scott Lee. Um, and yeah, I guess we could start with, we, we could pause to talk about him. Yeah. Um, I don't know anything about him other than this, um, I thought he did really well as Bruce. I, I bought his performance. I mean, he's a little <laughs> rough around the edges and, and some of his dramatic stuff towards the end. But um, in terms of um, his choreography, I thought it was pretty damn good. Uh, apparently, yeah. he's a dancer, and he never had any martial arts training, and they, they wanted to pick him because as a they dancer. Wanted someone, they wanted someone who could act, yeah. but then they could teach him to fight. So your criticism of his not being able to act doesn't help him. But... <laughs> uh, <laughs> It's so not. I mean, he's not Tommy Wiseau from the room. Like, oh, hi, hi, yeah. Ted, or whatever. But it's, he's, it's pretty easy to uh, seem over the top when you're doing the the Bruce Lee accent. Yeah, 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 yeah for sure. Um, and yeah, so yeah, we get our first fight, and <laughs> man, I don't know if I want to get started with this early because, oh well, yeah, fuck it, we'll get we'll get we'll get the elephant out of the room. The fighting in this movie, man, it's so over the top. And I think some of the fights later on in the movie work better for me. But some of the fights in the beginning, this one in particular, and then we'll get to another fight that that takes place um, with a couple cooks. But so there's a couple of fights in the beginning of the movie where I'm just like, it's almost kind of laughable how like how just over the top it is. Um, and I don't know how I felt about it. I don't know how you. I don't know if it still holds up for you, but it didn't really hold up as strong for me. I was well, I mean, to be a little stronger, but they're they're pretty good. I don't think they're too crazy. Uh, there is a lot of it's overall pretty realistic, except when you know he'll do like a flip or something, or you know when he kicks you, you fly. But when it's coming, when it really gets down to like hand to hand combat, it's it's pretty realistic. It is a little out there, almost cartoonish but i think they're all pretty fun like the sailor fight was pretty fun he flips onto the table and eats the cake throws the cake i thought that was pretty cool um and i I like how they showed this bruce lee is a super uh funny guy from all accounts of people like i can't really tell that from his films but um like when he puts his arms in the sailor's uh, fucking jacket. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dance with him. Yeah, yeah. I like so, little bits like that for sure. So yeah, it is a little. It's nothing. It's nothing. Uh, I would put in the the uh, the realm of Fast and Furious stuff. You know what I mean? He's not jumping a car into a helicopter. No, but he's not. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely more than the fight scenes in an actual Bruce Lee movie. That's for sure. Yeah, definitely. Like I actually went back some watched some fight scenes from his old movies, and they're actually really quick. And they, yeah, well, the the uh, the fights themselves are quick, but the way it's filmed, it makes it seem longer. Like they're a little more drawn out, and they have a little more tension to them um, back then. But yeah, I don't know. The, yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. It's it's not it's not a. I don't, don't want to make it seem like it's an egregious, like fucking silly, you know, 
Mortal Kombat type of shit. But there's just little things like the cake scene. I like too. Where he stops and eats the cake, but he does like five somersaults and a backflip onto the table. Where I'm like, Woo! all right, it's <laughs> <laughs> little shit like that. Where I'm like, that's that's not. And then there's you know we'll get to the chef's fight scene later. But I remember was, thinking in that scene, and I, I I thought as a kid, and I thought at this time too, like man, that's a waste of a piece of cake <laughs> to just take that tiny little nip and throw it. Just mm-hmm. to look cool. Like, oh, why'd you do that, man? <laughs> Bruce, some people just want to watch the world burn. <laughs> yeah, so from there, he's getting in too many fights, and Dad yeah. s- sends him to America. That's pretty much how it happened. He was getting in a lot of fights. And, uh, I mean, he I don't think he was going to be arrested or something, how they kind of in- imply in this movie. But he was getting in too many fights, and his dad wanted him to have a better life um, and to go to school in America. And uh, he tells him about the demon, doesn't he? Like, there's a demon in our family. Who's kind yeah, of he like, does. He yeah. brings up the demon, and this this demon is inner fear and hatred. And there's some really cool voiceover stuff. I forgot at the beginning. Like, it's something about like everyone has demons. We call them fear. We call oh, them yeah. doubt. And it's like uh, if you conquer your demon, a life of one day can be a triumph. But if you do not, a life of a hundred years can you know, be meaningless or something like that. So it's a pretty cool, uh, deep philosophical stuff, uh, you know, with the, the demons, it's kind of just putting, cause Bruce Lee was super philosophical dude. He, he, I think he majored in philosophy and, uh, he was always about that. And so I think that's how they added it to this movie. Um, some people don't like that demon stuff. I didn't think it was egregious or too much. Uh, I thought it was a, a, a kind of a cool metaphor and him fighting his doubts of himself. Yeah. I actually like it a lot. That's one of the things I really liked about the movie is the, is the demon um, character or the demon aspect of it. Um, Cause he, he, the demon shows up a few times in the movie. Um, yeah. I like that demon a lot. I like the idea of the demon and the metaphors, um, especially with Bruce Lee. If it came up in a weird, another movie, it'd be like, what the fuck? But um, it yeah. does make sense in this, in this um, biography. It kind of gives you more of a, makes it more of a movie than a bio. You know what I mean? feels more like a film. Yeah. It's pretty cool. And it also makes it kind of somber and sad, you know, like especially towards the end where uh, Brandon kind of gets in- gets involved a little bit in some of these demon sequences when you, especially when you know the, the outcomes of this family, yeah. um, it's kind of makes it kind of, kind of sad when you're watching this demon kind of run around. But yeah, I like that demon stuff a lot. For sure. In 1993, I think. Brandon died in 93. Yeah, because the movie's dedicated to him at the end. So oh, was it? Died. Oh, yeah. yeah. And they, they did want to, they, they have, there were some talks about casting uh, Brandon Lee as Bruce Lee. Uh, I think it's probably good casting that they didn't. Yeah. He didn't, he didn't want to play his dad. Uh, and they don't look much alike. I don't think Brandon Lee could play a very convincing Bruce Lee. Like, watch The Crow and tell me that looks like Bruce Lee. Bro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, this guy they found I thought was really great. And especially that you didn't know him, so you could just believe it. And you believe it, even though he's way bigger than Bruce Lee. And not as toned as Bruce Lee, but it's pretty believable. Mm-hmm. So now we're in America. Yeah, got the stuff, got some money from his dad, goes to America. And they don't really say it. In the film, I don't. I think they can't. But anyways, he's in Seattle, and he goes to. He went to UW. It's a school he went to. I do believe they have a gymnasium named after Bruce Lee now. Mm. Uh, so that's pretty cool. 
Yeah. I like the fact that he went to one of our Washington schools. I totally forgot it was a Seattle. The whole time I was thinking it was California or like San Francisco. He, he starts in U, he starts in UW and yeah. then he, when he graduates, he goes to San Francisco, Oakland, right. around that area. I don't remember exactly what cities he was in. He had a couple of California studios though. Um, yeah. So then he meets Linda, his future wife at UW and starts teaching, uh, Wing Chun Kung Fu. And then, yeah, once he graduates, Linda convinces him to open a school so he can make some money off this since he loves to do it anyways. And they moved to California to do that. And then a lot of this is true in California. You know, they have Chinatown there in San Francisco. And back then in the, I think this is a, this is early sixties then. Yeah. Like 62, 63. Yeah. So we're talking about uh, Chinatown early sixties and the, you know, Asians aren't allowed to teach whites or anybody other than Asians, for that matter, uh, martial arts. And he's he'll teach anybody. And they there was like a a freaking like sect of people that came after him for it. And then it talks about in the movie. They mention once he gets the scroll and goes and talks to that, I'll teach anybody I want. And all the Asians playing Mahjong are like, no, you won't. We've had complaints from such and such. From Wong Jack, from Wong Jack Man. Wong Jack Man is an actual person. Mm-hmm. Wong Jack Man is the person he fought. Uh, they don't name the character he fought that in this movie. It's like some random guy. It's like Johnny that, or some shit. Yeah, but that's the guy he fought was Wong Jack Man, and the fight happened uh, at his at his kung fu studio, not like in some fucking temple. And uh, Bruce Lee won, and he did not injure his back like this stories they kind of melded the two like bruce lee injured his back lifting weights incorrectly because he's just fucking crazy workout guy like too much like he needed to rest between and he never did and so he hurt his back that way but yeah he whooped jack man's ass and uh but from all accounts and from what he said uh the fight lasted a while and he didn't like that he thought he should have been over quick and like like it goes over in the movie, there's too much uh, classical mess in Kung Fu, and I wasn't able to finish the fight the way I wanted to. And that's when he starts developing his own uh, form of martial arts called uh, Jun Fan or Jeet Kune Do. Um, and then, yeah, from then on, he becomes like a mixed martial artist. That's why a lot of people consider him the father of mixed martial arts. He starts trying to incorporate grappling and all sorts of different things to make his fight style the most absolute... Uh, efficient it can to make it so i've read his book the tao of jeet Kune Do. it's pretty fucking awesome the the philosophy in it about fighting uh but anyways we're getting away from the movie but in the movie yeah he fights this long-haired dude kind of looking like shang sung uh i like that fight i've always liked that fight even as a kid i guess it's not very long but it's pretty cool it's one of the most realistic fights in the whole movie i think yeah there's not too much jumping or anything what do yeah. you think of that um, well, it's funny because uh, when the movie was over, that's the first thing I wanted to research because that whole sequence, that whole just like story plot line felt so yeah. fucking random and out of place and weird. Like it's going down in this dungeon with people wearing robes in the stadium sitting down. And I'm like, what is happening? Um, obviously, this is dramatized. There's no way this. Yeah. So I had to like research. And yeah, it, it kind of goes down what you're saying, but it is difficult because there are two versions of the story. Um, one is, is that Bruce... What you said, basically, what you said is Bruce's um, Bruce's account, 
And then you got Wong's account, which is like, no, it had nothing to do with him teaching anything. It, uh, he came into he came into a dojo or he, he saw him at a theater play or something. And Bruce was running his mouth saying, like, I can beat up anybody in San Francisco. And then Wong was like, all right, motherfucker, let's go then. And then they set up some sort of fight. And like you said, it lasted a long time. Uh, Wong said 20 to 25 minutes. Um, so there is one of those things like you either believe one or the other. There's really nobody to corroborate either yeah. one of their stories. Um, well, so somebody just, else was uh, there. I've, I've seen interviews by the other person that was there. I forget his name, but I mean, he was a, a student of Bruce Lee's. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, take it as you will, but I forget yeah. who it was. It's DeSanto or somebody. There's a lot of famous Bruce Lee students that have a lot of YouTube videos. I would check them out. It's some really interesting stuff. You get the most interesting stuff about Bruce told by his students. Oh, because yeah, yeah. Uh, they're around him all the time and they have the cool like underground stories. All the cool stuff. Yeah, but yeah, in terms of the fight, again, I don't know. It's it was fine. Um, didn't I don't know. I'll, I'll be honest. Like the fights didn't really start entertaining me till the latter half of the film. There's some stuff. There's some fights at the end, uh, towards the end, the second half of the film that I really enjoyed. But some, like I said, this the stuff in the first half, I didn't, I didn't really vibe with me. But um, yeah, it was fine. You know, it's there's some uh, cool moments. Like uh, what what happened? Oh, didn't he get his fucking <laughs> you get his fucking chest slashed by the his opponent's <laughs> the claw at him. And yeah, shit. looking like Enter the Dragon. Yeah, and then you got the the kind of um, over the top slow motion um, back breaking scene, which was oh man, I can't imagine getting fucking just drilled like that in the back, dude. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Where it's like, <laughs> yeah, he's like doing he that crazy. His, his friend like no. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. It was fine. It was okay. It wasn't my favorite of the of all the fights, but. Yeah, so he gets hurt, and uh, so he's in this crazy contraption, I guess, in the in the sixties. Yeah. There's a robot bed where he's strapped in, and Linda comes and talks to him, and then you get that one scene where he's just pissed off and thinks Linda's gonna leave him. Get out of here, Linda! <laughs> leave me, Linda! Go back to yeah. your mother, Linda. <laughs> Yeah, that, that leads to one of my favorite scenes in the movie because they have a fight and she storms out because he's, he's basically pushing her away. And uh, at this point in the movie, he had already seen the demon once in his studio. He like has some sort of um, vision where he. Um, yeah, that one was cool because the door yeah. blew up and shit. Mm-hmm. So at this point, you know, he's in this contraption. He can't move and he's facing the floor and he hears something at the window. The drapes are kind of moving back and forth. And so you think that uh, it's going to be the demon again. And all of a sudden you see this fucking notepad just drop on the, on the ground. And then Linda just slides underneath and she's like, all right, motherfucker. And she goes to this whole speech. And I don't know, that's one of my favorite scenes in the movie. Um, I like Linda a lot. I like the relationship a lot. Um, so I just, I thought it was a cute kind of fun scene. Yeah. Uh, Linda is played by, I forget her name, but she was in um, Dumb and Dumber. So most people know her as the, the Samsonite. Yeah. The girl that he's after. Um, Lauren Holly. Is that her name? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a, a lot of people say that that's one of their favorite things is that the, the love between the two on screen seemed believable. And I'll give it that. I, I, I thought it was very believable as far as it seemed like Bruce and Linda. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. And then, he, so yeah, she gets him to write the book uh, to put down all his ideas about martial arts, the Tao of Jeet Kune Do. And so they do that, and then before you know it, he's he's wheeling out, wheeling out of the hospital. How you feel, Mister Lee? All oh, like part man, part car. 
<laughs> and he pops a wheelie and he's like, oh, woo, whoop. And he does like a, a woo as he's uh. wheeling out. Woo, whoop. <laughs> I was like, oh, God. Uh. Imagine being there and him doing that rolling yeah. out. <laughs> like everything he does, he's got to give a whoop. It's like Ric Flair over here. Uh, yeah, so that kind of yeah didn't slow the movie down. Oh, I, watching this movie again, I realized there's not as much fighting in it as I remembered. It's really mostly story stuff. Yeah. So that's kind of interesting. But it, it's pretty briskly paced, even though uh, it's a lot of story. Because it, it covers everything so fast. It's like things that were actually pretty important in his life. It's over in like 10 minutes, mm-hmm. five minutes. You know, it, the movies, it's like when he finally starts making movies. It's like yeah. they're on the set of one of them, and then it's over. Yeah, it's towards the end. Yeah, and it's like it just—that's a huge part of his life was becoming a movie star and making movies, and they kind of breeze through that real quick. So I was like, I wish they expanded on that more. But yeah, at that point, he gets uh oh yeah, he goes to the karate championships to demonstrate the Jeet Kune Do, which actually happens. Um, and he did spar there. He didn't like fight again, but anyways, they they have him fight the Wong Jack Man character again. And uh, I like how he's like, I beat him before. I beat him again. I was like, yeah, how the fuck Why? did you beat him? <laughs> you lying <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> I was like, you mean when he punched you in the face till you said I quit and then you kicked him in the back? Yeah. This was, uh, so this was, uh, you, you may shake your head at me, but this is the fight that I was like, okay, you got me on one. Because I like this fight a lot. Um, yeah, this one was pretty sick. Mainly for, for the reasons that they give you, because the other fights are just him kind of being goofy and being bruce lee which is fine i don't have anything wrong with that but this one gave some tension to it it was the first time we had tension in the scene which yeah is- but why i was like why is he so worried about fighting him when he whooped his ass yeah the only reason he were hurt is because you fucking walked away and he kicked you <laughs> i don't understand why oh no him right exactly well like- yeah the doctor there's a line linda says hey the doctor yeah. said you can't fight again so you have the tension of is he going to get hurt again and then you also have a ticking clock where he says he's going to beat him in 60 seconds so you have this by the like- way wasn't this fight like four minutes yeah it's pretty long i think this fight was like five minutes and they keep showing the clock it's like 15 seconds it goes like two, yeah. <laughs> it's already like two and a half minutes into the fight i'm like uh, okay yeah, yeah. <laughs> So I like that aspect where like, okay, now we're building a couple layers of tension. It's getting me more involved in the fight. And um, yeah, I liked it a lot. And I liked that at the, at the end, he's just fucking covered in sweat. I'm like, you got covered in sweat in 60 seconds? Like, <laughs> come on, man. Oh, he's, he's always covered in sweat. In this. Mm-hmm. I liked, uh, I like Linda kind of walking away during that. Okay, well, if you get hurt again, I'm not going to be there again. You know, you're on your own. I'm leaving. I'm not going to watch. And she comes back and secretly watches. Mm-hmm. But before she leaves, I love when he says, uh, don't go too far, honey. You know, only last 60 seconds. <laughs> I just love the, the arrogance and the confidence, even though he's not really that confident. You can tell. Yeah. But uh, he just carries himself that way. So I really like that, that scene. And the fact that she came back to watch was awesome. Yeah. yeah. Then she, you could tell like uh, when he got out and then they kind of embrace and walk away. I thought that was just an unspoken moment of, okay, uh, I, he is as good hey, as he thinks he is. Mm-hmm. So I can, I can be, I can be uh, confident in that. And so I like yeah. that. I can trust him and if he's going to fight, yeah. you know. Yeah, and so uh, I don't know. I think it was actually how it happened. The guy, the producer was there. forget his name, but he produced the Green Hornet. I think he produced a lot of television shows back then. 
And he saw Bruce and thought, man, that's really cool stuff. We need to get that on camera. And ends up casting him as a Green Hornet. Or not Green Hornet, but Kato in the Green Hornet. Mm-hmm. And uh, I want to go back and watch some of that footage. I've never yeah. really seen any Green Hornet stuff. And so I haven't either. Yeah, the first footage of that, um, they're filming uh, on the set. And I, that's one of my favorite scenes. I love yeah, that. Hey, cool Bruce, scene. could you walk down here <laughs> and then take this corner? Not too fast now. We don't want to lose you on the first show. <laughs> and then when you get down here, you think you could take these four steps all in one? I could try. <laughs> <laughs> and then he comes through and he's just fucking blast the door open kicking yeah. it and he kicks the fucking railing of the stairs and doesn't take any <laughs> of them goes <laughs> and goes down a pole <laughs> and then during the fight he like kicks a fucking a hanging light <laughs> he goes after the bad guy who's like probably wasn't involved supposed to be involved in the fight at all and then the guy's like no no hey and he like goes out the <laughs> door <laughs> and then he's uh, and the guy who's playing Green Hornet I love it and he's like good job Kato and he just keeps going <laughs> good job Kato and then finally gives a third one. Good job, Kato. <laughs> no problem, boss. <laughs> and then uh, everyone's just staring. Yeah. And then finally the director, oh, uh, cut. Uh, yeah, that's a great That's scene. a print. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty awesome. I love that scene. <laughs> he kicks the fucking light in the ceiling. But apparently that, I mean, that's real. I mean, they were saying that he moved so fast that they had to fucking. Yeah, they had to down. super slow it down, um, especially in the 60s, you know, uh, the i don't know what kind of cameras they had what 24 frame per second was pretty standard yeah uh yeah 25 that's not a lot of frames mm-hmm. and so you move fast enough that's gonna fuck shit up <laughs> it's a big blur so yeah that happens and uh they did de- they're developing a a series together that he can star in that will be his own now and they so it's this series is kung fu um and then Green Hornet gets canceled and they're kind of sad. And, you know, Bruce Lee says, well, we'll just move into Kung Fu. And you could tell that the Kung Fu ball isn't quite getting rolling because uh, there's all these prejudices in Hollywood. They don't want an Asian lead. They barely wanted the, him to be in Green Hornet. But he kept the mask on because the, yeah. the, they wanted him to. And then, yeah, uh, Kung Fu gets cast with David Carradine. And this has always been uh, one of my reasons why i've just always hated david carradine mm. forever i, mean, I don't yeah. like him in anything i don't want to see him well first of all because he's a shitty actor i've never seen him in anything that i thought was of any quality even in kill bill i was like hey he's fucking pretty shitty yeah that's the only movie i really recognize him for. i don't think i've seen any other his movies other than kill bill yeah he was in like death race and shit oh shit. Okay, well, man <clears throat> and uh yeah, so I've just never liked him ever since this. I was like, that bastard took Kung Fu. Yeah, this is such a weird thing. Kung Fu, this guy comes from China, and it's David Carradine. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? Does he have a bald cap on, or did he actually shave his head? I'm curious. He probably had a bald cap on. Yeah, I have no idea. But, uh, yeah, so never liked him because of that. Like, But, you know, it's probably for the best, because what if Bruce Lee would have wasted his time on Kung Fu? I think that ran for a couple seasons, so it would have would have got rid of a couple years of his life and didn't have a very long one. Yeah. And so since that didn't work out, uh, they don't really go into this very much in the, the movie, but he, he just always wanted to be a movie star. That was like his biggest thing. So he could share Kung Fu on film that way. And it touches it on the, it touches on it in the, the movie that he wants to be a hero, an Asian hero, which America wouldn't have. And so he decides to go to 
to to like China and he's going to film some movies with them and to try and break in. He's a, he figures if he gets super popular there, they can't deny him in America. They'll have to put him in American movies. They'll see that there's an audience for it. And he, so he signed this deal with golden harvest productions. Uh, I forget the guy's name, golden harvest, the guy who like directed all his stuff was like something Raymond Chow, the producer, uh, if you don't know about Golden Harvest, go look that shit up. Like they made all the best kung fu movies like of all time ever. Just look up the Golden Harvest fucking uh, you know filmography, and it's just bangers. I think they even did the first Ninja Turtles movie was like a Golden Harvest uh, co-production. So they're just they make some killer shit. I like uh, to uh, back up just a second because we're we're getting to his film or his Hong Kong career. Um, there's a cool scene. Well, I mean, his, his dad, his dad ends up dying in the movie. This ha- happens around the time that he finds out that Kung Fu, he's being replaced on Kung Fu. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, and he gets a phone call when like episode air or the episode one airs and like, he gets a call and his dad dies, which apparently I think they're a year apart in real life, but they used it to, for, you know, the low part of his life type of deal. But, um, they have this kind of interesting scene. Well, first of all, when it goes to the funeral, I don't think I've ever seen as cool of a cemetery like that cemetery was fucking for as cemetery structures go. That was pretty fucking crazy architecture wise. Anyway, I just wanted to throw that out there. Um, yeah. But there's a interesting or a funny scene. He's on his way back to America and he's on a boat and like they keep cross cutting between him standing on a boat. And then like these guys they are like chasing after him for some reason. You don't know why. Yeah. And then like this good to go through all these hoops and, and he find the guy finally gets to Bruce on the boat. And he's just like a, a film director who just really wants to work with him. He's like, you got to stay. I'll, I'll pay for your hotel. We will pitch you this movie. So that was kind of cool. A fun little scene. Yeah, that was the, the Golden Harvest Golden guy. Was like fucking chasing him down. I don't think, I think he's, I think he wanted to work with them. I, uh, I really don't think that's, you know. Yeah. It is dramatic, but they, oh, he, Bruce Lee happens to be here. Find him! <laughs> find him <laughs> just all running around the street yeah oh that's a funny line though he's like i've been chasing you all all through hong kong he's like you should get a car <laughs> yeah <clears throat> and then uh yeah so they make some movies and so they're on the set of i think where it first shows them on a set of something it was the big boss right mm-hmm. yeah that's the one with the ice the yeah. ice factory that's a really good one and then yeah so they you think they're gonna have a fight scene or film some fight scenes but when you know it, guy who gets out of the van is the <laughs> the you younger the younger brother of the Wong Jack Man character. They keep mm-hmm. tying into all this, and he beat him up, and he he tells Bruce, "My brother can't talk right. My brother can't walk right. You disgraced us." <laughs> and then he and then he fights him, and this guy kind of looks he looks like an Asian Dolph Lundgren. Yeah, he does. Like yeah. he's just reminded me of like Dolph Lundgren the whole time. Mm-hmm. Like I must break you, but I'm Asian. Yeah, he has like two and lines. Yeah, and he's a lot bigger than the, the his older brother. Um, yeah, so they start fighting, and it's pretty much a scene from The Big Boss because they're fighting like in the, the set of The Big Boss, and there's ice, and the, the, they got the saws. He's trying to cut his head off. This fight was pretty good. I always loved this as a kid, the, the, the ice part where he's rolling the ice blocks yeah. at him. And I don't even remember. It's been so long since I've seen The Big Boss. Uh, if he breaks ice like that in the movie i don't remember it's been it's been a while since i've seen that too i'm pretty sure he does but i can't remember i need to watch it 
And if so, it'd be interesting to know how they did that or if he just did that. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. ice is hard as a motherfucker. Yeah. You punch a big-ass fucking block of ice like that, it's like punching goddamn cement, bro. Yeah, I like, saw one little tidbit thing where I was kind of looking at the differences between this um, this movie and real life. They said that there's no evidence that he's ever fucking, you know, broke punch to an fucking ice block. <laughs> so that I thought he did something it. like that in Big Boss, but maybe they're just maybe what I'm getting is from this this memory. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd I wouldn't put it by him. I mean, the power that he could fucking generate with a punch was just fucking crazy. Uh, but yeah, ice is pretty fucking hard. But yeah, that scene was awesome. Scene was pretty cool. And then at the end, I always loved that where he's uh, they end up in the puddle of mud, and then the the brother character is like drowning him. And Bruce, uh, I didn't like this part, but he just like kind of plays dead and oh, floats yeah. there. I'm like, come on, Bruce Lee ain't gonna fucking <laughs> okay. You beat me. <laughs> just play dead, play possum for a minute, and he'll stop. So he kind of plays dead and floats there, and all of a sudden. You see the guy like wipe his blood away and like he just whooped his ass and then he just gets flipped. I, I really like that when Bruce Lee grabs both his legs, just yeah. guy falls and then he does he does that. Uh they allude to it earlier in the first fight scene at the dance where he, he does that move from the movies where he jumps on your neck and breaks your neck mm-hmm. and then has the you know the Yeah. Does that <laughs> intense face, but he didn't really do it to the guy when he was dancing. He just kind of stepped on a can next to him and mm-hmm. scared him. And then this one, he, he doesn't do it on his neck to kill him, but he actually like jumps on his chest and fucks him up. And I love that. It's a really cool shot where it's looking down on him in the mud and the mud is the mud water and it's brown. You can't see through it. And it's just kind of like going up and over his mouth and his yeah, eyes yeah. and stuff. I was like, man, that's a cool looking shot. That was mm-hmm. really dope. Yeah, I like this. This is another one of the scenes. Again, I like the fights a lot better in this second half of the like. Um, and I like this one a lot. This one was dope. I kept thinking though during it, I was like, "Is the production team just watching all this?" Like, there's a part where he puts his head next to the saw and he's about to like saw his head off. And I kept thinking like, just it'd be funny to cut like they'd cut to the fam- the camera crew just standing there, yeah, like, watching this all go down. But um, no, I like that fight a lot. That fight was pretty dope. Yeah, and then they were they were filming, and Bruce Lee goes over and rips the film out of the camera. Hey, Bruce Lee, you're crazy. Mm-hmm. That's the best fight scene I ever filmed in my life. <laughs> You'll never work in this town again. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, and that shit would happen. Obviously not like that, but uh, yeah, like I said, look up the videos of just like Bruce Lee stories of people that knew him and who he trained with. And there's some fucking awesome, cool stuff. There's this, there's this one guy. He's one of Bruce Lee's students. I fucking can't remember his name, but he's a big, I think he was like a, judo grappler boxer type guy forget his name but uh uh, he was talking about people saying that bruce lee never proved himself because he never fought uh professionally and he's like well that's bullshit bruce lee wasn't he's like professional fighters there's rules that immediately make it safer than a street fight he's like bruce lee was a street fighter and i'd sparred with him and this guy is like 230 pounds and he's like he's talking about the people who were in their group that would fight each other and he's like anybody he beat us all but 250 pounders he's 130 pounds and he's like so when he was saying when i hear people say that i just want to tell them well then let's spar let's fight you should have no problem beating me because i'm 250 pounds and bruce lee used to whoop on me and we 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 were pissed and we didn't he was like we tried to hurt him we tried to beat him because he was always making us look bad at these uh these events and stuff and 
So we were actually trying and uh, he was just an amazing fighter. And he's like, no matter, I would put him up against anybody ever. And I'd put my money on Bruce. Mm-hmm. And it's just really cool, interesting stuff like that. Um, but yeah, look those up. There's some really cool stuff. That's where I get a lot of my info. Cause there's, you know, there's not much info other than his films about Bruce Lee. There's a couple documentaries. There's a couple Asian ones that are really good. There's, there's this guy. I don't, are you familiar with Bruce Lai? Oh yeah. Like, the, wasn't there like, um, like a black exploitation movie back in the day called Bruce Lee, a dragon story. I think he, and he played Bruce Lee. It's like the no, same title of this, but reverse. I don't know. I was, when I was no. researching, I saw something come up. that was like, I think you're thinking about <laughs> dragon. What the fuck is that one called? But it's got Bruce Leroy. That one. Maybe it's that's what I'm thinking of. It's yeah. made by Motown records. That one's a good movie. Uh, yeah, that one's actually a really good movie. I'd check that out, dude. I think it, the last dragon is what it's called. The one. Oh yeah, that I remember that. Uh, I remember that. Uh, that yeah. yeah, and that guy's an actual martial artist. That guy's cool. I saw an interview with him a while back where now he has this big ass scar on his face, dude, because oh, really? he was like he was jumped by all these dudes and uh, somewhere they cut his face open and he he's like I, I whooped all their asses, but you know I got cut pretty good. <laughs> oh so, no, I, sorry, I called the wrong thing. It was a well, Google is calling it a Bruce exploitation film. But yeah, it's Bruce Lee. Like Lee is an L.I. This is 1974. It's a movie called Bruce Lee colon a dragon story. <laughs> so it's literally this. But the yeah, Bruce Lai was a, a lookalike guy who did a lot of films back then. Right after Bruce died, they're you know looking for someone. He kind of looks like him. Uh-huh. Not, not a lot. I mean, he's Asian. He kind of looks like him. Uh, yeah, but he was in a lot of them. But the one I, I really like. Try to look this one up if anyone wants to see a, a kind of a cool documentary this i saw this documentary before this dragon one because this is an old one that they made like right after he died it's called uh bruce lee the man the myth and that one's really fun i really like that one too it's kind of a different uh documentary take but it's kind of it's a more realistic one mm-hmm. believe it or not uh because it's got like u-dub it actually uses the name of the schools and stuff and uh it actually goes into his death like it has him at the actress's house and taking the pill and it has like the ambulance taking him away and it goes into more of the death part. And it's actually really fun. I enjoyed that one a lot. I want to find that. I used to have it on DVD, but even then I was like, dude, I, wa- I watched this on DVD and let me tell you watching this shit on DVD on 4k. I watched it in the Xbox. I don't know if I need like a better DVD player or something. I, I, th- I would think the Xbox would upscale and do some things. But dude, it was like, it was like, it was like this big in the middle of the fucking TV. It was like yeah. a tiny square. I was like, oh, I had to fucking like blow it up in the menu of the TV mm-hmm. to fucking make it big enough. And then it looked like shit. It looked like I was watching like film. It's like, I look like scratches and noise. I'm like, oh my God. I was like, God, I need like a Blu-ray of this. It was terrible. Yeah. I remember, um, well, a coworker I was telling him about, like, I like, um, Ken Burns stuff, and I was I wanted to watch the Ken Burns did a, a docu series about Vietnam, the war of Vietnam, uh, probably a couple years ago. And so at the time he didn't know, but at the time they released it on Netflix, so I was kind of watching Netflix. And I showed up one day. Um, he was like, "Oh yeah, I bought you the Ken Burns DVD set, you know, just because I, I know you like it." He was like a super nice guy. I was like, "Oh my god, that's so cool." Anyways, I was like, "Okay, well, this guy went out of his way to buy me this thing. I'll stop watching on Netflix and I'll, I'll watch the DVDs." 
And yeah, it was the same way. <laughs> I like put the episode, especially going from Netflix 4K. You know, you pop a TV, yeah. it's like this big. The audio sounds like it's from a fucking laser disc. Uh, oh, dude, it was bad. So, it's yeah. funny because you say that the the DVD I have is obviously a direct rip from the laser disc because it has Linda do a big intro in the beginning, where it's like in the beginning of the movie, like it doesn't. It's not a separate thing. It just starts her intro for like seven minutes before the movie of her talking it's like thanks for purchasing this special edition laser disc <laughs> edition of dragon the bruce what? lee story <laughs> i was like laser disc <laughs> what the fuck wow that's hilarious <laughs> that's another thing i would really i really do want a laser disc player though dude because those are so cool i see them at the thrift shop I, there's a thrift shop near here that has a lot of them and it just seems like it'd be really cool to collect like big record size packagings that usually have some really cool box arts. Right. Take up less space in VHS because you can stack them all in a little crate. Uh, I kind of want to put the players or the cheapest one I've seen is like 150 bucks. And who knows if it'll fucking work, you know, some, so many things that could go wrong, but right. maybe I should just start collecting the discs and say, fuck it. And maybe eventually get a player. Cause I, I, I see the movies down there. That's all like T2 is like seven bucks. Fucking mm -hmm. some cool ones, dude. And they, massive box arts that just look really cool they're usually different from the like the vhs's yeah it'd be cool These to, are i want to do, do um <clears throat> my goal is to get all of the versions of boogie nights because it's my actually you can kind of see it right there oh where's my finger right your there, favorite that, movie huh that orange box right there there's actually a vhs <laughs> on top of it but i want to try and get all the versions of boogie nights so maybe i'll look into the laser discs that, that would that's got to be in the collection boogie nights yeah. on the fucking laser disc boogie nights that's the um, guy who did fucking let there be blood right yeah yeah i wanted to go back to bruce lee's death for a second because you were maybe this is like one of those different story things but you were just saying that something about taking a pill and, and being rushed to the hospital when i was yeah. reading when i was researching they're saying that he died doing an adr session while making um or he collapsed rather in an adr no. session and and enter the dragon so i guess probably false then <clears throat> and enter the dragon mm -hmm. like he collapsed i don't know if let me go back he could have um, he was known to work himself out too hard. Maybe that's what um, maybe he didn't but, die during ADR, but but Enter the Dragon came out before he died. I don't know why in this film they say three weeks before, and it's Linda doing the voiceover saying it mm. at the end. It's three weeks Linda, not the actress. No, that's Linda. Oh wow. I didn't know. Oh wait, no, it was the actress. It was the actress. Never mind. But the fact that they're gonna have Linda's character saying it, and Linda's the consultant. And it's not true. And it really doesn't add anything to the film. I was like, what's the difference if he died after Enter the Dragon? Because it says that he died three weeks before the premiere of Enter the Dragon and never got to see you know, his work completed. And it's like, yes, he did. Why would you say that? It made no sense to me to alter the death that much. He died after. He, he died making his next movie, uh, which was Game of Death. Yeah, so, um, I guess they started filming Game of Death first, and then Into the Dragon, like well, they simultaneously. Well, yeah, yeah, he's been he'd been he'd been filming he's Game of Death for years. Yeah, I guess it's kind of like his passion project. He would just get his friends to come fight him, like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and who who he would train, and mm -hmm. Chuck Norris, and you know other people, uh, and he would just ask him to come do a fight scene. And I guess he'd been filming it for a long time, but yeah. Um. So yeah, you're right. I didn't read long enough down the thing, but I guess it's it started. In '73, Lee collapsed during an audit or ADR uh, replay or ADR session for Into the Dragon in Hong Kong, and then you know things started to escalate. And then 
like you said, he took a aspirin or, or no. Um, how do you even say the augustic? It was some kind of aspirin. aspirin. Yeah. yeah. So crazy, man. yeah, he, he was at, he was at a, a female co-star's house. They're doing something. I don't know. Going through a script table read or something. And uh, he had a headache and she gave him that, that aspirin or whatever it was. And he never really took any kind of drugs ever. And so, and he never woke up and he say he died of a brain edema or brain swelling. They, they think he was allergic to that, uh, whatever he took and it just swelled his brain. And he never woke up, uh, 32 years old, 30 fucking two. Wow, it's just uh, crazy to think. Short life, it can burn so bright, bro. Like, mm-hmm. tell me, fucking, ain't nobody know who the fuck Bruce Lee is? If you don't know who the hell Bruce Lee is, I don't even like. You don't even have to enjoy fighting or his movies. It's like it's just such a cultural. I think you know the name. Yeah, I, I was talking to Sarah about this. It's interesting because Bruce Lee is an American icon and there's especially in the Hollywood system um, as, as many fucking actors have come and gone in that system. It's pretty crazy that we don't have that many like larger than life icons. Um, and he's one of them. Like I think like him, John Wayne, maybe like Charlie Chaplin, you know, these, these are names that people know, but maybe not be familiar with, but Bruce Lee is definitely one of those American icons that like, even if you don't yeah. know anything about, you know who Bruce Lee is. Um, but yeah, he left, he left a fucking, Quite the legacy. And he only made, what, four or five films? And then, I guess, the Cato was... I think it was five films. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure one of those is Game of Death. Mm-hmm. So it's post-death. And it just... It sucks. If you watch Game of Death, it fucking sucks. Because they had to... They had to cut it all together. There's scenes where they use a cardboard cutout of Bruce Lee. Oh, yeah, I heard about Instead that. of Bruce yeah. Lee. And, yeah, it's just a really shitty film. And, you know, that's not Bruce Lee's fault. I mean, he died. So he, he never finished it. They they're just trying to make a buck off him off him going. So really, it's four films if you want to be like legit, and that's crazy to have that kind of an impact after fucking four movies. Not only and not only just the the movie impact, which is important, but I think what's even more important is the impact of martial arts. I mean, oh yeah, yeah, schools and like all the things he did in the sixties. Um, uh, it's phenomenal. It's great. I'm glad he did it. Yeah, definitely. You know, every UFC guy, they're always cite bruce lee as an inspiration it's like Mm -hmm. i mean i don't think we'd have any of this stuff uh martial arts as it is today if it wasn't for bruce yeah so yeah i still enjoy this film uh it's got its problems it's like a such it's like it's a time capsule man it's really cool set pieces time pieces in inside they i think they do a real job real good job of showing 60s and stuff and like mamas and papas are playing at the party Right, right. And it's like, I'm sure that was legitimately the mamas and papas at the real party because this producer guy in Hollywood. That was really cool. Um, but it at the same time, it does feel like a 90s movie so much. Yeah. 100%. It feels like a 90s biopic movie. Yeah. But it's done really well. And that's not a fault on it. I'm actually, I actually think it's a, uh, it's a, it's a pro for the movie to feel that way because, uh, I don't know. I thought, I think 90s movies were typically pretty well done. It was just a different flavor of a 90s movie. I don't know. It was just uh, 
had great stories and heartwarming stuff and highs and lows. And they took you on crazy rides. You know, that wasn't like the movie wasn't like this. The movie was like fucking this <laughs> in the nineties. Yeah. And, uh, so I like that about it. I still think it holds up. I think the casting is amazing. The chemistry is amazing. The score is awesome. Uh, it visually looks pretty stunning. Like the DP or whoever's taking care of that. I think it looks pretty damn good. Uh, yeah. Overall, I just, still think this movie's awesome and it's like it's one of my favorite bruce lee movies mm-hmm. and it's not a bruce lee movie it's not yeah. bruce lee in it but it's one of my favorite bruce lee movies because it's that good you feel like it's a bruce lee movie when you're watching this mm-hmm. just be i mean not in the fact that oh my god it's got these awesome fight scenes it just feels like a bruce lee movie because you feel like that is bruce like jason lee did such a good job uh making this caricature and i thought it was perfect. It was not too crazy, but he hit the right notes. Yeah, man. I mean, like you said, uh, this is my first time watching it. I was a little nervous going in because I typically not a big fan. First of, of all, how have you never have seen this being a movie guy like I am? And this was like everywhere in the 90s. I thought yeah. like, you know, 90s kids, this was huge. How could you avoid this this whole time? What was this? I don't know. It just was one of those movies that kind of you know, flip through the cracks. Um, I didn't, well, and, and to be fair, I didn't get into, I, I, I kind of want to ask you this question after we're done with our thoughts. Cause there's, I want to know what your first movie was, but I didn't really get into Bruce Lee till later in my life. Um, there was a movie that I that will talk about once we get to that, um, that I watched as a kid, but for the most part, I didn't really get into Bruce Lee till later. So maybe that's why, but I do remember the, that box cover that's sitting behind you for sure. Um, uh, but yeah, so yeah, I was kind of nervous going in because biographies, I typically, I don't know, they seem kind of the same, you know, they all like start with the kid and then these are the the young adult years, here's where they're 20s, here's where they're 30s, here's where they're 40s and they're 50s. And I don't yeah, know, it's the most same people, fucking bullshit, yeah. Most people do start as a kid, Brian. <laughs> well, <I'm saying> like, <laughs> well, no, so there's this trend right now that people are uh, doing like biopics, but they're taking a slice of life of somebody and just telling that yeah. the core story. And I think that's more effective, whereas like the long drawn out from fucking age one to whenever they die is ugh. Um, not. I don't know. I don't want to make a blanket statement saying that they're all bad, but they all kind of feel the samey. Um, you kind of know when things are going to happen when they do. So I was kind of nervous about that. But um, no, man, I think this is a really well-paced movie. I, th- I, uh, I enjoyed it quite a bit, more than I thought I would. Um, I would say that, and this may be controversial, but um, I we was more entertained when there wasn't fighting when there was, which is kind of weird for Bruce Lee biography. Um, like I said, the first fight, the stuff in the first half of the movie, I didn't really dig. But everything with Bruce and Linda, I fucking loved. I thought their chemistry was great. I thought all their struggles were were relatable and and engrossing. And and then when a fight fight broke out, I kind of, eh, some of them were kind of laughable. Um, But like I said, some of the fights towards the end were were better and I was kind of a little more invested. But um, I really enjoyed the, just the character of Bruce and the character of Linda and the family dynamic, especially towards the end. They get into some like work, um, workaholic type shit that's, um, you know, pretty deep. And yeah, yeah. Overall, I, I, and you said this is definitely a movie from the '90s, and I 100% agree. I think I even said that while I was watching it. But I also, I, I agree with you that it's, um, it's a positive. It kind of gives the movie a little bit of a charm. Um, what else was I gonna say? Oh, I was gonna say, <laughs> I'm gonna try and be, um, I'm not trying to be not sensitive. So I, I just want to say, from a filming 
filmmaking standpoint, it's it's um, in a sense maybe why I kind of liked it more is because they didn't have much to to tell because he died so young. You know, if he would have lived through the seventies, we would have had fucking two more hours of this movie, or they would have condensed so much and like it could have yeah. felt overwhelming. Um, which a lot like the Johnny Cash movies and all those, like these people are still alive. So they go through the whole life and it kind of feels daunting. But the fact that he dies so young, you know, they don't have that many uh, check boxes to mark. It's like, oh, they got to do the schools and you got to do the Hollywood. And then that's kind of it. So it feels more condensed as a biopic. And I, I think that's why I enjoy it more versus if he would have lived, they would have gone whatever he, what else he would have done. They would have yeah. covered, but um. So I don't mean to be said, obviously it's awful that he died so young, but from a filmmaking biopic standpoint, um, it makes it a more condensed and entertaining story with it's so small, short. It does seem strange to me. I still feel like this film was made early. He died in 1974. Like, so 70, 80, 90s, 20 years after he died about is when they make the movie. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> but it still feels like he got a biopic really quick. You know what I mean? It doesn't it feel that way. It feels like a movie like this should come out now. Like yeah, yeah. I'm surprised I'm surprised nobody's redone a Bruce Lee biopic. Um because it does feel like it was done early and it, it feels like something that should be happening now. And I would like to see another uh, another run at it even though this was good because the more Bruce Lee life story the better. Mm -hmm. Um and what you were saying about the more engrossing not during the fights in the laser disc version I watched. Uh, Linda is talking about in the beginning, not wanting to do this unless she could focus on the man and the family man more than the movie star and the, mm -hmm. the martial artist. And so I think that comes across because it is based on her book. So I think that comes across in the movie as she probably, and I think it's apparent from the movie, wasn't a fan of his movies or at least of the time he spent doing them. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I think she didn't she didn't write about that as much. She wrote about what she did like about her husband is in the they do show a lot of the a lighter side. And uh so yeah, it's pretty cool. And it's weird, right? It's weird that it's so enjoyable. I, I agree. I enjoy all the parts where they're not fighting. Mm -hmm. As a kid, when I'm remembering this movie though, I'm just remembering fighting. Yeah, yeah. Just remembering play fighting and, you know, you see a fight scene, you get up and start whooping your friend's ass. Right, right. Oh, you start punching on, a, <laughs> punching on a pillow or some shit. So that's all you remember. I didn't sure. give a fuck about the story stuff. I was like, get to the next fight. But, uh, and I don't even think we really touched on it but real quick. I did love the fucking chef fight. I thought that fight was fucking mm. super fun. We're playing fried green tomatoes and the fucking <laughs> the water and the steam and they're up on the fucking the beam. Woo, woo. Yeah. It's, a, it's over this, the top, but I like this it. was like it's I this may be blasphemous, but technically it's not a Bruce Lee movie, so it's, don't be offended to everybody out there. But while watching it, I was like, I wish this was a Jackie Chan scene. I want Jackie Chan to go all up on that motherfucker. Bruce Lee's <laughs> on the wires just doing this. Ooh, ooh. I'm like, ooh, ooh, ooh. Jackie Chan would have done fucking cartwheels on that rope and done a bunch of shit, you know? I don't he know. Already, that, fight, that fight was a little cartoonish to me, but... He would have already wrapped up two of them in their own jackets. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, back to Linda, though, I... Uh, I, I agree. I think they're they're equally as strong characters. I mean, obviously, this is the Bruce Lee movie, and uh, he's going to have more screen time and all that. But you know, typically in these movies, they kind of sideline the either the husband or the wife, whoever is not the main character, and like the wives tend to just be you know a woman in a movie, um, or a man, or the husband is just a man in the sidelines who has a couple scenes. 
but Linda has a lot to do in this movie and she has, she's, she's a character. She she does mm-hmm. things. She has a backbone. She helps him grow. And like, she does all these things that um, typically you don't see in these type of movies. So I appreciated that they gave the second bill um, something to do because <laughs> a lot of times they, do, they don't have anything to do other than sit there and complain or something. Yeah, for sure. So, Oh yeah. Oh, sorry. Well, real quick before we, uh, what was yeah. your first or do you remember your first? First Bruce Lee movie. Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty damn sure it was. Uh, I think the America. I think it's Fist of Fury, but Chinese Connection here, right? Okay, yeah. The one with the restaurant. Oh wait, no, that's uh, that's that's my favorite. Oh, that's my favorite. That's uh, Way of the Dragon. That was my first, but that's my favorite. That's Way of the Dragon Way slash the Chinese Dragon. Connection, right? <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I think okay, so. Okay, yeah, Chinese Connection. Uh, I always like that one. That's so. It's that's the one where like he can't fight. Like he's promised not to fight and like, but he wants to protect the restaurant. So yeah, that was my first. This probably is my favorite. I think my least favorite is Enter the Dragon. I don't know why. Something about the Americanized Enter the Dragon versus the other ones. Just I don't know. It just doesn't hit as good to me. The production and the story is a lot better, and the visuals are a lot better. But to me, the fight scenes actually not the story. The story I prefer like protecting the restaurant and all that. Right. I prefer. But yeah, it was definitely Chinese Connection. I don't know how I saw it. Uh, I just remember we had a bunch of those old VHS tapes. And I, yeah, I would just watch the shit out of them. And we had like, you know, the old, they were like, uh, pretty sure they were dubbed. Or not dubbed, but uh, they were subtitled or something. And they all had like the original titles. I remember it was like, because then we got, we got different versions later down the line because I liked it so much. And I remember being like, why does this one say it's called this? But then it's called Chinese Connection on this tape. And I was, I was like, what the? F-? I was wondered why that was in my mind. So I got older. But yeah, they always like renamed it for the American audience. Yeah, they do that with uh, some of Jackie's stuff too. I was like, what the fuck? It's like Police Story 5, but in here it's like First Strike or something. Um, <laughs> Flight but, of the Condor. Yeah, but yeah exactly. <laughs> or like super, even Super Cop. I mean, Super Cop yeah. is technically Police Story 3. Um, I think mine, well, not think, I remember. I was at my grandma's house and we were going to Walmart for some reason. And I remember going down the fucking aisle, dude. I saw this beautiful VHS tape. The Warner Brothers had the little Warner Brothers logo thing. The, the ribbon. Yeah, they all had that thing on the top. Yeah, and it was a big fat VHS, like almost like a Disney type. It was black and it was Enter the Dragon, Bruce Lee, Stan, the fucking nunchucks. And oh, like, yeah, yeah. Um, so that just caught my eye off the shelves. I'm like, Grandma, buy me this. And so she was you know, nice enough to buy me Enter the Dragon. And I remember going back to my grandma's house. Cause I used to go there a lot in the summertime. They had a pool out back and then they had like this guest room. Um, they had a, had one of those VHS tapes where you push down on the top and the little tray oh, goes up, Yeah, <laughs> shove the tape in and slam it down. So I remember watching into the dragon um, back then when I was a kid. And then I don't remember what I, I don't remember what I, how I felt about it. I just remember looking at the case thinking it was cool. Um, and I didn't really discover Bruce Lee till later when kind of you and I, met around that time uh we had a mutual friend named matt we kind of hung out at this uh, matt's house a lot and somebody i don't know who one of our friends had the bruce lee set where it was like all of them were black case and they all had like just bruce lee on top or like one of them he's like in red and they all had but i remember this being around the living room we just sit around them just throwing was this the white box where they i don't remember what the actual box were i just remember the, the individual dvds they're all um they were the thin cases they're thin case they, they're all black and they're all kind of um they all looked alike, but yeah. someone had someone bought. I don't know if it's Matt or, or TJ. Somebody bought that set, and they were just around. And I remember there's a 
a small portion of time where we'd just be laying around watching Bruce Lee movies. But that's kind of how I saw Way of the Dragon and and uh, Fist of Fury. Yeah. Big I think it might have been my set because I did have a. Could have been yours. White, I had a white set that had all thin. It was a white box and white DVDs, but they're black cases. And there were the super thin, cheap ones, and there's like five of them in there, and it had everything. That was the best set. It had everything. Uh, I don't think it had Enter the Dragon because that's American, but it had everything else. It had that Bruce Lee, yeah, the yeah. man, the myth, fucking uh, documentary I was talking about. Like that set was awesome. I think my grandma. I think I ended up giving it to her because she really likes Bruce Lee too. I think she might still have it. Hmm. But anyways, DVDs look like shit now. I want to re-get it anyways. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, uh, I guess we'll get down to the, the nitty gritty since you <laughs> have... What do you, what do you think? What's your score? Oh, um, my score. I would probably give a generous 7. 7 out of 10, I thought. I think it's pretty good. Uh, it has some faults. There's some eye-rolling cheesy shit in there, and sometimes it's charming, sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's like, come on. But um, overall, you know, from a movie from 1993 about Bruce Lee's life, um, I thought this was pretty damn entertaining. Right on. I, I probably lowered my score since I was a kid, but I think I would probably give it a 7.9. I'm just going to put it a hair under. It's not, not quite an 8 for me yet anymore. Mm-hmm. but uh still very enjoyable still really good bruce lee biopic uh yeah still enjoy it to this day i hadn't seen it in a while so it was fun to go back and rewatch it and uh i'm glad that when i mentioned it to you you said you'd never seen it i was like well boom that's fucking that's it, yeah. we're doing it'd be this cool to do um because we did a jackie chan movie it'd be cool to pick a bruce lee movie that we could um agree on and and do a re-review some down sometime during the future because this did make me want to go back and watch his movies. Like I was telling you before, there's a yeah, criteria sure. set of all of his movies uh, that I think about buying, but it'd be cool to do um, just pick one of his movies and, and uh, talk about it. <clears throat> Absolutely. I wonder if they have any 4Ks of his movies yet. Seems like they probably would for Enter the Dragon, but I, I imagine that's probably the only one yeah. so far. Uh, like I said, I think it's on HBO Max if y'all want to check out Enter the Dragon. Last time I looked, it was. But you know how that goes. Yeah, they come you, and go. you see it and you think you're gonna go get it and you go watch it and oh fuck, it's gone. <laughs> Son of a bitch. So, anyways, yeah, uh, seven and a seven point nine. Uh, excellent movie. Go check it out if you haven't. Uh, I feel like this is kind of a movie that slipped through the cracks for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people don't remember it or know what I'm talking about, and uh, it's a shame because that's why I kind of think it's ready for a reboot get this back in people's minds uh the bruce lee story maybe do it super realistic too you know yeah. they don't take all the dramas because his life was pretty dramatic we could just do it verbatim and it'd probably be pretty damn entertaining uh yeah but that's all we got thanks for joining us y'all uh please like and subscribe uh coming up on a year here in a couple months uh so on our year anniversary we'll do the last of us part three if naughty dog gets it done there's no promises (laughs) yeah we gotta think of special something special to do i don't i don't i I was thinking about the other day i couldn't land on anything but we'll we'll think of something special yeah we get we got to do the montage uh you know how they always have the montage anniversary episode where it's us talking about clips from past shows yeah (laughs) yeah yeah. remember that time (laughs) and it's really not even a good new episode it's just an episode they fill with other episodes 
That's how I felt all of Endgame was. That's why it pissed me off. (laughs) (laughs) Like one of those episodes. It was the montage episode. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So thanks for, thanks for hanging out with us this almost a year. Uh, We appreciate it. Please like subscribe. Please tell people about us. Uh, We'd love to get some more viewers and uh, we're always open to ideas. Uh, If you're part of the Facebook group uh, we, we have on uh, Facebook, we, We'd really uh, entertain the idea of getting our ideas for videos from you guys. Mm-hmm. So far, we've kind of just chosen them ourselves, and that's fine, too. It's okay. If you're a little shy, you don't want to talk, that's okay. But, uh, yeah, we'd like to get ideas from y'all because that'd be real fun to give the people what they want. Mm-hmm. All right. But, yeah, that's it. Episode 47. Enjoy. Love you guys. Peace out. Yeah, peace. <laughs>